0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is so good as we've already said uh, this morning several times, isn't it, just to come here on a Sunday before Christmas in all that rush and just to be reminded um, of what Christmas really is all about. We are the lucky ones, the ones that are sitting in this room today because we get to pause and breathe and remember what this is all about. And I love the amazing creativity of um, ways that we can remember by singing and watching videos and and listening to great dramas. So thank you, Lindy and guys. I love the chosen videos and uh, the way that they set the scenes of so many things, but they do drive me slightly bonkers. And I have restrained myself to only mentioning one thing that drives me slightly bonkers about their thing, Um, the one that we watched before. Sorry, you couldn't see it very well was that actually Mary most likely had women of the village around her helping her give birth, because it would have been great shame Bethlehem for that little village if anybody gave birth without helpers around. So I'm sure there were many women, and it wasn't just all on Joseph's shoulders to do that. But nevertheless, it is really good to be reminded of this story. Over the last couple of years, I have been really appreciating the carol, Oh Holy Night. I don't know why I didn't particularly before, but I really do now. And it describes this night that we've been thinking about this morning, this night where Jesus is born and the shepherds hear the good news from the angels and go and visit Jesus. So I'd like to read to you the first verse of this carol. Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining, It is the night of the dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, hear the angel voices, O oh, divine night, O oh, night when Christ was born. As I was preparing for this time this morning, I was thinking, what will I talk about? Because for many of us, we know this story really well. We've heard it many times. So I was wondering, what will I actually? Uh, uh, talk about, and two questions, particularly, I pondered on, and so I wondered whether this morning we would have a little wonder through some of my ponderings and my ponderings around these two um, questions in particular. Our Christmas story tells us that this child that is born on this o holy night is the savior of the whole world. He's a saviour. The carol says it is the night of the dear saviour's birth. And we read... Stacey, I'm pushing the wrong button. There we are. And we read this. This is what the angel said. Look, I've got good news for you. News which will make everybody very happy. Today, a saviour has been born for you. The Messiah, the Lord, in David's town. News that will be of great joy for all the world. So my first question is... Do I really need a saviour? I have been a follower of Jesus for longer than I can remember. And so this notion of needing a saviour is one that has been a truth sitting around in me for as long as I can remember. But actually I stopped this week to consider, do I, and I'm sorry that I'm crackling, I'm aware of that. Is there anything I should do or just continue, just continue. But as I was thinking this week, this question just came to me. Do I really need a savior? I live in the eastern suburbs. I have a very comfortable life and I'm pretty good. So do I really need a savior? Do the kids that are going to go on these camps and to these beach missions, do they need a savior? Do they? Certainly, as we heard in that drama, the people living at the time of Jesus absolutely needed a saviour. There is no doubt about that. For 700 years, they had been longing for a saviour as different nation after different nation sort of oppressed them and were their leaders. They needed a saviour to save them from corruption in their own people, from violence and brutality from their invading nation They needed saving from sickness, from poverty, and much more. They needed a savior. I think that the people in the Ukraine, they need a savior. They need saving from the arrogance and pride of a foreign leader, from the brutality that seems to have arisen in probably ordinary men that were sent to war and have committed great atrocities. They need a saviour from the lies that have been spread and much more. I think the people living in the horn of Africa, the northeast side, they need a saviour. Because they have had four years where the rains have failed and there is not enough food. There is not enough water. They need saving from a broken world, from a climate that is made worse, from the greed and the ignorance of many that live far away from them. They need saving from the people, the blind eyes that just turn away and ignore their plight from corruption, from death, from inequality and much more. I was reading stories this week. I um, love the organization International Justice Mission, which particularly focuses, um, which is against slavery and oppression. And I love to read their stories. And I read a story this week about this man who is named Kazi, I think. From India and he's 70 years old or almost 70 years old when this photograph was taken of him and for the last 15 years he had been a slave in a wood cutting unit in India he had taken out a very small loan and that was that he was taken into slavery never going to be able to uh, to pay it off he faced unspeakable cruelty and deprivation along with 41 others including children as well the partner organization of IJM heard about this woodcutting unit and sent people out just to investigate. Is this true what we've heard? Because that's what they do. And when they arrived at this place where the woodcutting unit was, this 70-year-old man, a man who should have respect given to him, fell on his knees because he knew he needed a saviour. Millions around the world face oppression and slavery and need a savior from brutality, from fear, from greed, and much more. In this last week, my brother sent me this photo. My brother is at the back, the tallest one there if you can see it. Um, He sent me this photo. This was an early Christmas um, that they had. He lives in South Africa. And this is a couple that he works with. And he was telling me a little bit about them because he went to visit their home and was really shocked. They were living in one room with one mattress, no shower, no um, bath or any way um, other than the bowl of water to wash themselves with, broken windows, broken doors. They had been surrounded, this couple, by gang violence for all of their lives and more recently with COVID. And so many of the people that are dear to them and that they love... they've lost in these last couple of years. They need a saviour. They found a saviour. But they need a saviour from cycles of violence and cruelty and oppression and greed and corruption and sickness and much, much more. Much of the world needs a saviour. It needs a saviour from what is being done to it. It needs the news that the angels sang and spoke of. But what of the Russian soldiers and the slave masters and the gang members and those that are greedy with the world's resources? They need a saviour too. They need a saviour from what rises up in them. They too need the news that the angels spoke of. The line in the carol goes, long lay the world in sin and error pining. It describes the world as weary. The world is weary. The world is weary because of a darkness of sin and death and sickness and the powers of evil. These lurk around the world and they lurk in the eastern suburbs too. And this darkness is the root of all these issues that we've been talking about that I've mentioned. There is a desperate need for a saviour to save those who are suffering and to save those who are causing harm. I know that there are many, many in our church family who are suffering and experiencing difficult times at the moment too. And I know too that sometimes we fail to love God and others to the extent that we should, that we act for our own benefit at the expense of others, and that we have a power and a force that rises in us that means thoughts or impulses come to us that surprise us. I know for myself, I fail to love God and others to the extent and fullness that I was created to. I know that situations arise in my life where I could do something and I could give something, but I let my mind dwell on that for a minute and then I take it off and get busy, rushing around, living my comfortable life. I act for the benefit of myself at the expense of others again and again. I continue to eat chocolate knowing full well that there is massive amounts of slavery. They've dealt a lot with it now. But there is massive amounts of slavery in the cocoa bean farms. And yet I couldn't resist. My son and I were driving just the other day. I can't remember which of us was driving. Could have been either of us. And he just turned around to me and said, oh, driving really does bring out the worst in us, doesn't it, Mum? I agreed again and again. I experience a force within me where thoughts come to my mind and impulses of judgment and criticism and pride, and they surprise me, and I don't like it. And I may not be the only one. Later on, we're going to share communion together for those that would like to do that. And it's interesting, I love it, how today we focus on the beginning of Jesus' life and the end of Jesus' life. Because it's the end of his life that completes and fulfills the beginning. Because it is in Jesus' death that he enters into the abyss of suffering and sin and evil and he defeats it. And on the third day, as he rises back to life again, he defeats death itself And until Jesus returns and restores this creation and once again unites heaven and earth, this darkness will continue to destroy, but it has been defeated and a new kingdom has come. Jesus saves me. He saves me every single day. And he does this because he loves me, because he is love And he is good, and he is filled with compassion every day. And this is good news for me. But actually, what is far more profound than that is that he saves me for the sake of the world. He saves me for the sake of the world. We sing in our carol, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn with the birth of Jesus A new kingdom has arrived. And as we are saved, we are saved into that new kingdom where we have relationship with the king, where we are filled with the Holy Spirit, a kingdom without end. The new way of this kingdom is love and peace and radical generosity, radical kindness, radical forgiveness. Imagine a world saturated in that Imagine all these situations that we've talked about, saturated in that new kingdom. Even in Jesus' birth, he was most likely born in the home of a poor person. A home where it was small and so they would bring their animals in overnight to shelter inside of their homes. And so there was a feeding trough there. And so this Jesus, who is the king with a new kingdom, arrives in a poor place, a poor home where the animals shelter. The news, the announcement of the news of the coming of a king, as many of us know, is not to the people that are important and should hear first, maybe, it's actually to the poor shepherds out on the hillside. They are the ones that got to hear the choir of heaven, how amazing that would have been. The first people to see baby Jesus were ordinary people. This new kingdom is very different. And so I come to an understanding after my pondering that, yes, I along with the kids that will visit the camps and the beach missions, along with the world, and for the sake of the world, yes, we need a saviour. So my next question is, do I really live my life like I need, like I have a saviour? Because if this story is actually true, if this story is true, then that needs to make a radical difference in my life. Our weary world needs me to live in a way of radically this new kingdom life offering these things. I need to represent our saviour and this kingdom to the world around me so that this truly is good news for all people. Do those that I encounter in life experience this new kingdom through me, I have pondered. Do they experience love and peace and radical kindness and radical generosity and radical forgiveness? Do I put myself in places where I lift others up, where I refuse to turn a blind eye to injustice, where I weep with the brokenhearted, where I stand up against oppression, do you do that? I do it sometimes. I know that when I fail, it's because I've forgotten that I've got a savior every day. It's when I get busy living my very comfortable life, when I forget that the birth of Jesus is about good news for all people. It's when my worldview shrinks and I become self focused and self reliant and quite unaware of reactivity in me. If I really believe that Jesus is my Savior, my daily response needs to be the same as the shepherd's, the same as the carol says to us fall on your knees. Fall on your knees hear the angel voices we read of the shepherds in the story so when the angels had gone away again into heaven the shepherds said to each other well then let's go to Bethlehem and see what it's all about all this that the Lord has told us so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the feeding trough when they saw it they told them what had been said to them about this child And all the people who heard it were amazed at the things the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and mused over them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen, heard and seen, as it had been told to them. I need to daily fall on my knees, humble myself before this new king that is my savior. And like the shepherds, I need to worship him. And then as I get back off my knees, as we've been thinking about all year with this topic, breathe, I need to say, God, where are you at work around me? Where can I join you in what you are already doing? And I need to do that because today there is great news of joy for all people. There is one week left till Christmas. And if you are anything like me, you have a very long list of things to do. I haven't even written my list yet. That will happen later. (laughs) But you know, far, far more importantly than me getting all my jobs done and ticking everything off is that I live out this deep truth of Jesus being my saviour. That I live this new kingdom way. I've been wondering who is there out there this week that I'm going to meet that needs me to be this person? I do not want to rush on past them in my busyness. I want them to encounter Jesus through me and this new kingdom way this week. So I want to choose to live a life that is radical this week that points to Jesus, that this new baby born is my saviour and the saviour of the world. And I would invite you to do that too. The band are going to come up. Thanks, guys. And we're going to move into a time of communion together. At the end of Jesus' life, he knew what was ahead. He knew that um, there was suffering and death lying ahead of him. And so he had a last meal with his dear followers, those close to him. And at this time we read, And he took some bread, he gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. This is my body, he said, which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. So too after supper with the cup. This cup, he said, is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come up. Um, There are many tables dotted around the room. We might move that table there. But there are a few dotted around the room. And there's one out in the foyer, too, out there. And we'll invite you to come up and to take um, a cracker, the bread, and a cup, and take them back to your seat. And as you do that, can I encourage you in your heart to fall on your knees, just as this man Kazi did in India, just as the shepherds and later the wise men did. Let us fall on our knees being thankful to God, our Savior, and then eat the cracker and drink drink the cup. And maybe then you might too want to Pray to God saying, God, will you empower me? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit this week?